Hey everyone, welcome to the Kind Cody podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and today I've got the pleasure of being joined by Josh, a current NHS doctor or junior doctor, and he's been working hard throughout the pandemic. How are you doing today, Josh? You okay? Not too bad, not too bad, Jamie. Thanks for giving me a call. No, I really appreciate you doing this. Uh, we spoke a little bit off call and we were just saying like having these conversations, you know, it just, um, it's going some way, hopefully in removing some of the stigma surrounding to mental health, you know, in mental health, I should say, me and you, you know, we don't know each other at, uh, at all. We're two strangers, two adult men talking about their mental health, getting things out there and hopefully adult it can help age. somewhere. Exactly. Now, the last 12 months for me personally have been, you know, the, the hardest period of my life. Now, I can't imagine being a doctor throughout a pandemic. I can't, I can't begin to imagine the levels of stress and anxieties that you've, that, that you've actually had to go through. How have you, how have you managed like in, in the last year? Well, I mean, the first thing is that I am very grateful that I have actually been very lucky. I really recognize that I've been incredibly lucky. You know, for one thing, I still have my job already. Good news. I mean, 700,000 people have lost their jobs over the last year. Yeah, myself included. Yeah. Yeah. It has a terrible, can have a terrible toll on people's mental health. Then uh, no one that has been, no, none of my close family members have died. I had one family member who was uh, in the ITU for a little bit, but they are out now and they're that's recovering. Great. So that's really good. And, uh, and also I live with two other junior doctors as well. So I haven't really had to deal with a lot of the extreme isolation that like so many people around the country have had to deal with yeah. over this, in and out over this whole year, going in and out of lockdown. So in many ways, I've been really lucky. Uh, not that it's all been plain sailing, sunshine, yeah, you know, fluffy kittens. <laughs> uh, there have been, there definitely have been challenges. Some of the challenges have been kind of universal. Yeah. I think that's one thing that, you know, obviously it's been difficult for everyone's mental health this past year, but at least we do know that like so pretty much everyone is dealing with the same problems. Yeah. You know, yeah. There's, there's some, there's some things which have really made this like a universal crisis that, and everyone can relate to each other in that way of like not having been able to see family, not having been able to see friends, not being able to do the things that we would normally keep us sane yeah whether that's going to the pub or going to the park you know whichever one is your pre preferred one to do um but yeah no it's it's great and i think you know uh, this the 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 situation you found yourself in although you've been going through you know unprecedented levels of stress and anxieties for your job no doubt it probably has helped being able to come home and have two other people in very similar situations to you so you can vent out situations you've and, you got know, a and you've got a exactly yeah i imagine you know it's that's a very important part of talking ultimately yeah. is one of the biggest things that you can do for your mental health so that's definitely kind of kept me sane. Uh, yeah, as you say, there have been difficult parts. I've been working, I've been working kind of all over the place the past year. I volunteered for the COVID wards a fair bit. And then I was working in A&E. And then I volunteered for the COVID wards again when we came into the second wave and the caseload rose up a lot. Uh, and then now, just now, now that the caseload has finally started to kind of go back down, I've been moved back to GP. So I've had kind of quite a 
varied experience yeah. of it of the different aspects of healthcare well that that's really interesting i suppose but where you've worked in so many different areas in the last uh, 12 months what have been some of the highlights and some of the lowlights of being a, a doctor you know during a pandemic in all these different areas i suppose highlight one of the highlights would be just knowing that this is kind of this is a moment in history you know this is like yeah. unprecedented unprecedented in our lifetimes the last time we had anything vaguely like this it was like 1918 which yeah. is a while ago <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh yeah i mean it's really interesting like having just started my medical career you know i was only i was like three quarters of the way through my first year when the pandemic first really started to kick off wow so it wow. was a bit of a baptism of fire yeah yeah but, Did you but at the same time, you know, that whole that whole kind of mindset of like, we are all in this together really took hold of the hospital. And I think that was a very positive thing. Yeah. Uh, low lights. I mean, there have definitely been parts which have not been easy at no. all. You know, obviously, again, not seeing my family is something that I've shared with millions of other people. But uh, for example, I've been on some of the COVID wards, especially the second wave uh, during the kind of peak just a couple of months ago uh, was very, was fairly difficult. I imagine so, you yeah. Know, quite a lot of, uh, you know, at one point, I think 11 of the wards were COVID wards and there was, you know, a lot of, a lot of death, a lot of calling families who then, you know, families who then wouldn't necessarily be able to come in because of isolating procedures and everything. And it's just, uh, yeah, that could be fairly drain, fairly draining and fairly, fairly difficult. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been such a harrowing period for so many people. Um, you know, I feel like a lot of people are obviously going through lockdown and struggling with the isolation aspects. And for myself, I struggled with that a long time and it almost felt like, you know, you'd almost forget that countless people, like for, for someone myself that isn't going into a hospital daily, you'd always, you'd almost forget that people are passing away every day. And, you know, people, it's such a harrowing, harrowing period. And, you know, people like yourself in NHS who have, you know, just been the engine of this country. And as, you know, we're not there yet, but hoping, you know, we're, we're hopefully on the, the latter stages, you know, we're on the downward trajectory, I'd like to think of. <laughs> it's going to be soon. <laughs> yeah, of the COVID roller coaster, it's been up and down. Yeah, yeah, let's get off this roller coaster. Oh, I th it. You deserve a holiday more than anyone, I think. Um, <laughs> you feel like where you... It's interesting, just to pick up on what, what you were saying in terms of it being a baptism of fire. Do you feel like, you know, you were three quarters into your um, your first year as a junior doctor. Do you feel like this has kind of expedited your your growth somewhat? Do you feel like it's it's made you, you know, do things that you wouldn't have done otherwise, if you know what I mean? Do you feel like it's just furthered your progress? I mean, I, yeah, I would definitely say that to an extent. I worry that I've now become a specialist at treating COVID. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just in time for the vaccines to like make sure it's not a problem anymore. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. But uh, no, it's, I feel like it's definitely furthered my growth. You know, just being able to manage. It, I've been in some difficult situations where there's been a lot of unwell patients simultaneous, simultaneously that I've had to deal with. So I've really had to kind of prioritize different patients, 
triage and all those aspects of it. And just, you know, in terms of emotional resilience as well, having that experience does prepare you for other terrible experiences in a way. As long as you can kind of keep that growth mindset of like, this is what I'm taking from it. I think that's a very, uh, you know, it's a positive way of looking at it. For sure, for sure. And I feel that's, that's testament to yourself, for example. You know, for, for a junior doctor who's, you know, still relatively new to, you know, the medical profession, of course, but how, have, how has someone like yourself managed uh, throughout this period when, you know, often there's been conflicting reports all over, all over social media that some people would consume their information from? And then you've got, obviously, Boris Johnson would, um, on occasion, would, you know, release certain news and it would sometimes not align with the statistics. For someone yourself in the medical profession, how how have you coped throughout that period when you know you might have a patient believing something that's you know inaccurate or completely false? Yeah, we have had the occasional patient who has just completely not believed that they have COVID, which is just quite you know quite the, difficult the, to deal the, with. Yeah, the COVID deniers, of course, that they're, yeah. they're out there. Yeah. yeah and it, and it is quite difficult to deal with when you're like literally like look there's a reason that we've now got you on kind of like 15 liters of oxygen you know we're not doing it for shits Fun. and giggles yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so and then um but i think it is just it's really sad the amount of misinformation that's out there and it's sad on the effect of like you know the effect on the effect of these people because you know they sometimes they struggle to come to terms with the fact that they've caught COVID and the fact that it is real. The kind of denying it doesn't really help. I imagine so. It's a, I, I imagine it's um, a field that requires a degree of patience that I just I would just never have. You know, um, I imagine yeah, that's just testament to yourself again. Like this is why I've just got so much respect for the NHS and people like yourself who have just been, you know, so persistent and just you know dragged the country up by their hills you know and just got us through this period near nearly there you know um one thing you know as you're a as you're a doctor i think you know kind cody likes to focus on the three major pillars being educational um inspirational and you know care anything that's going to provide one of those things uh, to maybe one person listen to this podcast for yourself do you have any general tips throughout this period for anyone suffering with their mental health? Yeah, yeah, I've got a few. I mean, for me personally, obviously, everyone's mental health is different. Everyone has things that work better for them. You know, but for me personally, uh, mindful meditation has been a big part of how I've kept myself like vaguely sane over the whole thing. Uh, I would normally say exercise, but my exercise levels have completely uh, cratered. I think a lot of people's have, you know. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. It's but difficult someone... when you don't have the gym. You know, oh, for and, sure. And of, of course, it, when you're feeling low, it's harder to motivate yourself to exercise. So it's a bit of a vicious cycle there. No, I agree. But when I have been managing to like keep the minimum amount of exercise that I do, up that has definitely helped my mood and general mental health as well but I do think like the one thing that I 
kind of attribute most to my sanity is uh, mindful meditation. That's great. And what what kind of um, strategies have you been using for your mindful meditation? What what practices have you been doing just out of interest? Uh, so I use uh, I kind of I don't know if you know John Kabat-Zinn's uh, full catastrophe living. He has some kind of like, you know, audio, uh, audio books, which are very okay. helpful and like, you know, audio, like uh, guided meditations. Oh, with, okay. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm with so you. Yeah. yeah. And then, so he kind of like talks you through the meditation and then I do just do some kind of unstructured meditation, which is just like, you know, 10, 15 minutes focused on the breath, seeing what emotions and what thoughts come up without necessarily judging them or without kind of like thinking that is a good thought or a good emotion that is a bad thought, bad and bad emotion just like having them rise and then having them fade yeah and it allows you to kind of get a it allows me to get a better insight into how i'm doing as well exactly, like exactly. How, how my thoughts are kind of progressing which i think is really you know as uh, it's very important to know thyself no, I agree. I think this period for me has been a, well, I think a bit, it's, it, for a lot, a lot of people, really, for me, it's been a period of introspective thinking where, you know, I've asked myself a lot of questions and I've been able to address certain things about myself that. What am uh, I doing my life? <laughs> exactly. I might not have, um, and I might not have asked myself those questions, you know, who knows when I would have asked myself those questions had a pandemic not happened, but yeah, a, a period of uh, introspective thinking. And to draw back on what what you said, you know, in terms of the exercise for the first lockdown, I was I struggled massively. I've been uh, I'm a I'm a gym goer. I I I do the majority of my exercise in the gym. I might yeah. I might occasionally walk, but it's often to the gym. <laughs> or, exactly. My uh, the the idea of going for a walk down the park or going for a walk anywhere, you know, I I don't have a dog at the moment, unfortunately. So I just it, it, you're it, missing out. I know oh. I am missing out. Don't get me wrong. My 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 dog passed a few years ago, so uh, sorry. My, that's okay. My my point is, is just you know I've never been one to really um, look to exercise outside the gym because that's just been where I've done it, you know. And then when that was just taking away from me, I was just it hit me like a brick wall, you know. And I thought I don't want to do this at home. I I, I tried working out in my living room it's for a few nice weeks. It's not nice at home. It's, no, exactly. it's so hard to motivate yourself. You get sweaty, your yeah. room gets sweaty. It's not pleasant. There's a reason we go to the gym. Exactly, exactly. I, I, I struggled myself personally with sitting on the sofa, then getting up and next to the sofa doing a workout. You know, I couldn't, I it's couldn't make that, I couldn't make that translation. I just couldn't uh, make it work. This time round in this lockdown, I've been a little bit better. You know, because I've, I've paid a little bit more attention to my diet, um, and I've tried to exercise a little bit more. Um, and now the weather's fantastic. yeah now now the weather's um getting better well it's nice to, today i managed to go for a little walk this afternoon so i think it's little things like that you know that for me have, have been my coping strategies and it's helped me get through this period mm. but yeah it's um well it's, yeah i mean for for the, for the purposes of your mental health you really don't actually need that much it's not you don't really need to, to have like very heavy exercise you know you don't have to kind of lift weights for two hours or go on kind of 40 minute runs like the evidence for exercise improving your mental health 
is literally if you can kind of raise your heart rate above your resting heart rate every day for like five, 10 minutes, that is good enough for your, maybe not necessarily for the rest of your exercise goals, but at least for just lifting your mood a bit. No, I agree. And kind of and for some people, that's, that literally just means going for a five minute walk around the block. You know? Yeah, it's slightly, like, you know, yeah, brisk five minute walk. Exactly. If you're if you're going from a point where it's nothing and you haven't done anything in six months or you've never really been someone to exercise or do anything like that, you know, it's it's as simple as going for a walk. And, you know, it's it, a small, achievable yeah, step. And that's exactly. the important thing, especially when you're feeling low or depressed is keep those, you know, keep those steps achievable. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think that's an excellent po uh, point and great tip that I think anyone can actually use and, you know, not just use throughout lockdown, but begin to use for the, the, the rest of their lives. You know, you don't have to climb Mount Everest, you know, in, in one step, you know, you, you can do things <laughs> gradually. So I think that's an excellent place to, to, to end the podcast, Josh. And I really appreciate you coming on, sharing your insights. I know you've oh, been... Thank you very much for having me. No, you're it was more a than pleasure welcome. to chat to you. Yeah, you're more than welcome, Josh. Thank, thanks for coming on. Thank <music> you.